the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, let's see if this works. Been having some, uh, all of these electronics in this building, uh, you know, something something has to go wrong once in a while. It's just the, the way of the business. And I, I think we are broadcasting to hopefully multitudes this morning. We do apologize for being off the air, and this is WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. My uh, program directors of the past will be happy for me to say that, since the FCC likes that. Uh, you're welcoming to uh, to join us here on the weekend, Gordon, as long as we stay on the air. If not, then you'll have to find something else to do. <laughs> 919-860-9783. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by going off the air, Johnny Coley is with us. Uh, along with Nelsa Cox and Rufus Edmonston. Johnny is uh, extension agent in Granville and Person County. Morning, my friend. Good morning. Good morning. I often have that um, effect on technology, Mike. I, I, I realize that you do. I have that effect. But, uh, and I must apologize. I, I had lunch with Johnny and Paul McKenzie yesterday in Oxford, and we had a, a nice meal that was brought in from George's there, nice sandwiches, and uh, I uh, always, always pay. I insist that I pay. Well, I forgot to pay yesterday. I forgot to pay Johnny. I walked right out of the place, and Johnny had already paid for it, but I forgot to pay him. No, they're waiting for you at George's to come by and do it. <laughs> well, they're going uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it up to Oxford again. I guess that'll, um, I, they're open today. I guess I, no. You already paid for it, I assume. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> All right. Well, I apologize. I, the the money is uh, literally uh, in the mail. <laughs> so, Checks in the mail. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, at yeah, any we rate. appreciate you coming out and just having We fun. had a great time. Yeah. Always got yeah. social distancing and, and just jabbering. And I guess that's why I forgot we had so much. So we had so much fun talking about uh, various things that are going on. Like, you know, we. I I saw discovered something yesterday that uh, there is a fly, that a very colorful fly that's apparently affecting Christmas trees and and other trees. Uh, it was a, a story I saw down east. Paul knew the name of it. Of course, mm-hmm. Paul's not here. Yeah. 
I can't. Uh, I'll uh, I'll have talk. to I'll have to check on that. It might have helped if I had written down the name, but apparently uh, they were they were warning people to to check your and w- something with Phil Campbell we were talking about last week. You know, check your check check your Christmas trees. They usually shake them most places when when you buy them, but by golly, you might end up with a uh, egg sacks. All kinds of stuff. Didn't she say she had a, a pack of rats or mice? mice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a yeah. nest. So, Johnny, the reports like of your it. death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I don't know how we got around to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, Rufus, they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was reading an article actually about uh, Christmas trees where if, if you have allergies, and a lot of people do have allergies to you know different pollens and things, that you actually – could wash down your Christmas tree if you wanted to have a live Christmas tree in your house. Just wash it down. Of course, you'd have to do this prior, uh, you know, a couple of days prior to bringing it in because it needs to sit out and dry. But yeah. um, you know, wash it down and get all the pollen off, and that would, you know, hopefully eliminate any um, any mice or squirrels or anything else that might be in the tree. <laughs> so. Well, or owls like uh, the, the one owls, in, in the yeah, yeah yeah. So at any rate. I hope everybody is uh, is has already bought their Christmas tree because I, I think everybody is cleared out of town. That I guess you could still maybe find a Christmas tree grower around. There are plenty of Christmas tree growers, not just in Western North Carolina, but but all over the state. There's some in Wake County, and and they make fine Christmas trees too. They're not the Fraser fir, but uh, yeah. you know they they have the a wonderful fragrance of their own. Nine one nine eight Bramble County. What, what what do y'all grow up there? Mainly pines. Uh, he has white pines, arborvitaes. He's got some uh, green giant arborvitaes and some blue ice cypress. Yeah. Um, I think he used to have some Leyland cypress, but he doesn't. He doesn't do the Leylands. He does the the green green yeah. giant arborvitaes. Nobody um, deals with the like Leyland cypress anymore. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. They, I guess they would make a pretty yeah. Christmas tree though. There there's some several of them. Uh, so what's going on at the garden hut, Nelsa? Any anything? Uh, out of the ordinary. Well, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know about out of the ordinary, but. Um, Man, that mic's not working. Wow, Rufus, can we hear you? I think you can. I think we can. He- I think we can hear you fine. <clears throat> Why don't you switch over to this microphone, and we'll see. See what. Uh... Okay, now now let's try it. How about that? Yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> Boy, the gremlins are out this morning. What uh, is it? We don't usually have these problems. Well, they in they the did studio. talk about a cyber attack recently here. <laughs> well, you know that's that's true, but I don't think any of this is any of what's happened is computerized. But uh, you never know. Uh, but at any rate, anything unusual going on there? You got gremlins out there. <laughs> the whole year's unusual, so of course. Well, yes, unusual. of course it is. I mean, it is a crazy year. Uh, I mean, unusual is the new normal. <laughs> So, so we are operating unusually and normally. You got you you open today? We are. We're open till five. Uh, we still have lots of uh, Christmas goodies. They're they're dwindling down, but um, a lot of North Carolina um, Christmas items, um, just from pickles and beets and okra and green beans and asparagus, all kinds of pickled foods. Uh, locally sourced. Um, we're now, out. I assume this is for a bird, that thing you gave me. It looks we, like a that's sock. From, yep, that is a Mr. Bird product. We carry that and It coals. looks pretty good, Rufus. Don't you think we can probably I want to take this? a bite of this pretty soon. Yeah, they're, <laughs> Rufus. They're cute little Christmas uh, shapes that have bird seed all over them, and you hang them, and you hope the squirrels don't get them. And 
Um, but gosh, yeah. uh, our birding items have been very popular. I bet wind, so. Wind chimes and things of that nature. But um, now you gave me some candy. How hot is this candy? <laughs> Might find a jalapeno in it. No, I'm kidding. Dead gummit. <laughs> I did the sweet milk chocolate for you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And a uh, Moonshiner's uh, history, illicit history book. And I can't wait to get a hold of Sweet Melissa's peanut brittle. I know. I hope you like it. Oh, do you, you like know it? I do. I okay. love it. I just want to make sure. I, I don't think I've met anybody that like it. Now, some people are leery of getting peanut brittle because it. You it's usually it, really hard and tough on the uh, teeth. Hers is just uh, uh, so but good. it's I think it's the soda <clears throat> and how quickly it it cools on that marble. Very it goes porous, from very and hot. Airy. Yeah, it goes from very hot to you know to cooling off very quickly. So that those are some of the some of the, some of the things we share the recipe every once in a while. But I I don't I think Melissa I don't know that she puts everything into that recipe that she's discovered I think it's the original recipe that she gives and I I think she's tweaked it some Now you talk about me going in business sometimes setting up a little shop <laughs> Melissa should set up one should. everybody what? that even gets a hint of that uh, peanut, fabulous. Uh, pecan brittle well, it doesn't stop it. there. It really doesn't. I mean she's she's just a really good cook. Of course yeah. you ration me because I've got Type two diabetes, and yes. you make up for it though otherwise. Yeah, with, with about fifteen bales of uh, nabs of nabs. <laughs> she didn't. Uh, she didn't. Bring, she didn't send any. Uh, I don't think she made any pimento cheese yesterday. Now, maybe she That's make really some. good too. Yeah, that's. I you know I never never really liked pimento cheese that much until I started that. Now I'm addicted to it. She can't. You know, I'm, I'm just not allowed to eat it anymore. You know, it's just <laughs> just a fact. You're, you're I'll not graze. allowed to because of... I'll graze. Oh, my goodness. It's sure good on saltines. Yeah. Yep. Now, I like saltines by themselves if they're good quality. They have yeah. to be a certain Gotta quality. Got to be Zesta. I like Zesta, but uh, they're not always... Some are, some are too brown. Some are just... <laughs> Mike. You're just not, you know... You're a cracker snob. I'm, <laughs> I'm peculiar <laughs> about things like that, yeah. But they right. say up home, you're choir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, are uh, uh, you peculiar in some way? Uh, <laughs> what would your yeah. wife say? <laughs> yeah, let's not uh, bring anybody else that really knows me into this. Johnny gave me some ham <laughs> and fresh eggs Yum. yesterday and some cheese. We had a ham that, uh, we had a ham that came from, uh, from Wild Oaks Nursery, one, one of the growers that we use, and they get it from Max every year. Um, on the other side, uh, kind of near Benson, I think out 242, and uh-huh. oh, my God, that ham is yeah. so good. You know, I, I grew up in an era when folks killed their own hogs and, and had smokehouses, and wow, if you ended up with a ham. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, and I, there are smokehouses. I'm surprised. I don't know if the commissioner's thought about putting a smokehouse. I guess there aren't still any. Or he's got a tobacco barn. Still smells like tobacco, but... I don't, you know the the fragrance, the smoke fragrance of that smokehouse, and you could, and the hams in there. Oh wow, that's that's really something. That's Christmassy too to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, the cheese came from uh, T. G. Brooks, Mike. That um, did it. Oh wow, ham and the cheese both. Yeah. Well, that good in uh, Timberlake, North Carolina. How about yeah, that? Well, I appreciate that, buddy, uh, very much. 
Richard is with us here on WPTF. Good morning, Richard. Uh, good morning. Uh, got good copy now. And uh, oh, you can hear us. Good. I'm. I'm glad. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen any more lights go off or alarms go on or anything. So thank you. Great. Well, uh, what lessons do the history teacher and the grammar teacher pass on at this time of year? I'm sure many if they listen to me, but what? Well, it would be the uh, history and proper use of the Santa Claus. Oh, grammar, Santa Claus, get it? Get it, got it, finally. What garden implement uh, carries the Christmas theme with it all year? I don't know. Uh, Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Doggone it, you should have gotten that, Nelta. I know it, right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, well. And... uh, that's a rib rib tickler, isn't it? There, Johnny, you can share that up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to write these down. Good. Oh, me, Richard, and, you're and too much. Uh, attorneys can't uh, forget the, the use of the Santa Claus and in their instruments. Oh, ho, ho! <laughs> <laughs> well, and anyway, uh, I'm plan- already planning my tomato garden for next year, so I decided to. Uh, see what y'all thought about uh, looking further south because we've had such warm, humid uh, conditions. Maybe they're, what, what they grow in Louisiana is uh, better, uh, are, are becoming better choices than uh, we've normally had in North Carolina because of the humidity and the diseases. Well, I'll ask the, the two horticulturists about that. I, uh, Nelson, what do, you, what do you think about growing varieties that are more adaptable to farther south. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. What about you, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much hotter or more humid than Louisiana, so I think that would be a good test if they do good there. I wonder what uh, if there are any uh, humidity. varieties that are that we're familiar with that are are grown there that that seem to would seem to adapt well to both areas. I don't know about tomatoes, but I can tell you one thing: it will grow here. Tabasco peppers. Oh yeah! If I could just get plants, I I, I can't even get seeds now. Hmm. You, you run across any plants? You know, Nelson? this year I think we only had a couple trays of the Tabasco. Yeah, I got them from a buddy over in Garner out Highway Fifty. I think it's for, just because maybe the pandemic. Everybody has cut back on production of a lot of things. Many things you know, are, are harder. No to get. copyright infringement because. It's it's a brand that can, you can sell, right? Yeah, and I've for the past three years I've not been able to get a Tabasco pepper, and I would love to go visit that plant sometime. That's on an island out there. I understand. Yeah, yeah. my buddy John Bass went out there one time. He was telling me all about it. So Iberian? No, Iberian's not. No, that's that's a country. I think. Richard, uh, you got anything else? If not, we're going to say goodbye. Well, I just wanted to thank you all for a great gardening year. It's been productive. Thanks for uh, the host, the sponsors, the audience. and uh, God bless. Cool. Merry Christmas, buddy. You're a good one, Richard. Thank oh, you. Right. Y'all have a great one. Thank you. Thank- we'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back. 919-860-9783. Mike Rayley here, along with Rufus Edmonston and uh, Nelsa Cox. Uh, Ann is off today. And uh, Johnny Coley 
uh, Cooperative Extension Service in Granville and Person County is with us. 919-860-9783. I talked to a couple of good friends yesterday from Nashville, uh, Ted and Phyllis Hardy, and Ted was telling me that they grew their vegetables in containers this year and uh, had pretty good luck. But Ted was one. He he has some soil and he wanted to keep it because uh, he had about a half a bag, and he wanted to know if that was okay for, for one thing. Uh, that that should should keep last. It, keep it. I I like to keep the bag like folded up so air doesn't get in. And I'm trying to put it. In, he's. I think he put it in a trash can that was kind of sealed yep, up. Keep it dry. That's that's it's perfect. Like the way I do bird seed mm-hmm. and so forth. But. Uh, he was also yeah. biggest thing is that it doesn't lose the wetting agent uh, from year to year because sometimes it's harder to wet it the next year. Yeah. You take it over, but how would you solve that? Just it just just takes a little longer to wet it. Okay, <laughs> uh, you have to really soak it down. I think, uh, and and Nelson, you may be able to add some. I've heard that you can spray um, like a spread sticker over as well, and then sort of incorporate the spread sticker with it, and it'll help um, moisten it back up or wetting it uh if it's if it loses that um uh that wetting agent in it uh but that's i know uh from nursery uh times when we would keep some over from year to year uh that that next year sometimes it did not it did not want to wet uh <laughs> didn't want to take that water on uh, a lot of peat in it yeah and and like examples for for me personally um our greenhouse, you know, we always have uh, several two cubic foot bags of, of potting soil, and and one could be a type of uh, container mix, or one could just be uh, like an indoor potting mix. And um, you know, for us, if we keep the bag closed, then that moisture stays contained. Versus if we leave it open, then it tends to dry, and then yes, that soil just gets like powdery, and you just can't wet it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's something to consider. He also asks about. But it's like you say with your bird seed, Mike. I mean, keeping it, you know, either in a trash bag or we'll do like sealed bins and um, just keeping the oils fresh in that seed. Yeah. Yeah. It, wor- it works pretty well. We have uh, a couple of small metal trash cans, basically, that seal very well and, and keep it keep the bag in, keep, keep in the, the can. Keep the seed fresh and the vermin out. Righto. <laughs> the birds, especially this time of year, eat it. Eat it pretty quickly. The new set of birds that you get in during mm-hmm. the winter time, yeah. So, uh, Ted was also asking about uh, a ratio. He mentioned a ratio, and I always saw the Andy Griffith show uh, scene where he's talking to Opie about ratios and uh, about uh, three and a half boys uh, versus. I mean, he was. He was mixing up Opie there, and and Opie was worried there was only a half boy there. Uh, But uh, he was talking ratios (laughs) and not her ratio. And um, he was talking about the soil and mixing it with something like black cow. What ratio would you use for that? Three to one, two to one? I I said, when you're speaking math, you've come to the wrong place with me. (laughs) So... Uh, Ted worked for a bank. He ought to, he ought to be the one to figure this out. But he, he, can just tell you how, he can tell you how much interest they make. Uh, that's right. So uh, Nelson and Johnny and, and Rufus, if you'd like to tackle that, what would you say? 
Well, if he's doing the container gardens, I believe that's what you mentioned, yeah. um, then I would get the raised bed mix for it, which has all the proper ratios together. But if Raised you, bed mix? Yeah, yeah. Is that pretty available? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Daddy Pete's product. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, a, they're also a sponsor mm-hmm. uh, for, of our magazine. Yeah, and so I like to trial... Um, all all of these soils and um so I, I you i think i brought you guys radishes last time um and it's in the raised bed mix so okay very well ted i don't know if you can can get daddy pete in nash county but you might have to come come to the big city <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't know johnny what what would you say well a lot of times if i'm if i'm mixing i don't know that there is a, a particular formula uh for for ratios but just you know what looks good and and you know try to be consistent uh from pot to pot is the main thing because they're going to dry out differently if if you don't do the same proportions uh if you're mixing potting soil with uh black cow or, or something like that but like nelson said uh, the safest way to do it is get it already mixed all together um not, you know to, to get to put them in containers that way you get make sure it's well drained that's that's the main thing is you don't want it to um don't want it to hold too much moisture for too long of a time and and being consistent uh, between the containers so okay i use a third third uh third of the black cow Okay. To the potting mix. All right. See, you got all kinds, and I, I told him. <laughs> yeah, I think with raised bed um, gardening, uh, there are several formulas out there or mixtures. Um, I know probably two, three, four years ago, it was like, a f- I don't want to call it a fad, but it was like people were coming in and buying, um, you know, two cubic feet of peat moss, four cubic foot of uh, horticulture grade vermiculite, and then they were to get, like, three different sources of organic compost, so like a mushroom compost yeah, and a kicking chicken and a cow manure, and blend all of that for, uh, like, a, a four-by-eight raised bed. Um, to me, that's a lot a lot of work. A lot um, of money, too, on that it, one. It, it is, but, I mean, yeah. you know, you got to fill it with something. But like Johnny said... If you have all of those bags and trying to consistently get them all um, mixed well and blended, uh, I tend to shy away from peat moss because that is uh, probably the hardest medium to, um, if it ever dries, to re-wet. Right. Um, And you can just, you know, you get these clumps or pockets, and if they're around the root zone, and if it's, you know, if it ever were allowed to dry out, it's it's just going to repel water. So I tend to be really lenient. Now, most of our potting soils do have a peak mixture, which I think is why it's important to keep those bags uh, closed and sealed up um, to maintain as much moisture as possible. All right, let's go to Paul and Kip. I think Kip. you were talking about the... Um Square foot gardening, I believe, is what. That, yeah. That, uh, right. Exactly. Great the, book. Ingredients for the square foot gardening. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, a, it's really great. But we had, we had him on uh, the on the show several years ago. Very interesting guy. All right, Paul is in Cary. Paul, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. I have a question about uh, lawn fertilizer. I've I got a late start reseeding uh, fescue lawn. I fertilized it then. Um, had a lot of rain. I think I need to put some more fertilizer on it. What would what would y'all suggest? 
something low in nitrogen, a starter fertilizer well, and might be good. This time of year, um, and, and Johnny, feel free to comment, but this time of year, um, I would think you would want to use a winterizer on fescue, um, which, yes, it, yeah. it's not that high in but nitrogen, little, but yeah. it, I think it's higher in potassium, maybe. Okay. Well, okay, winterizer. Uh, bingo. Uh, uh, being an agent, I would have to, to ask you to do a soil test first, and then uh, we'll go from there. But the, uh, like you said, low nitrogen. Um, usually with fescue, you're going to fertilize it, you know, around September, then again around Thanksgiving, then around Valentine's Day. Right now, if I was going to add any nitrogen, I'd probably do about half. Uh, you're about halfway in between the, well, not a little, a little under halfway between the um, Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, but um, that would you know do about half the nitrogen uh which would be a half a pound per thousand square feet um of nitrogen so just to make sure you don't get uh too high of a nitrogen product that's that, that would be the key the, most of the winterizing fertilizers do that 1648 is what i remember from the extension service there is 1648 does that sound good Nelson, or is that too low in the phos- phosphorus uh, the phosphorus, phosphorus being low is fine, um, but I, yeah, that, that's the high nitrogen. I would calculate it out to you know to make sure you don't put but a half a pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet uh-huh. um, okay. at, at this point, probably. Yeah, you don't. You're working more on the roots and the trying to get it to green up. You know, it depends on the weather. We don't know what the weather is going to do. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas, Paul. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, George is with us. George, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can we help you? My wife was into, I guess you would call them Christmas cactuses for all my life. Now they're Thanksgiving and Easter and everything else. Anyway, she has had some containers with these things in them. Uh, she passed away several years ago, and they're just sitting there. I feel certain the peat moss that they're sitting in is, is as impotent as it can be. What should I put that mess in, or these plants in, excuse me, uh, so it'll come, come to life? How, how would we re- rehabilitate a Christmas cactus? We certainly wouldn't do it with water. <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> Well, you got to have a little bit not bigger. Like should, should he put it in? Put them in bigger containers and with with what kind of soil? I mean, it could possibly be a little root pruned or go go into the next size up. And I would probably use like a cactus soil that um, most garden centers, all garden centers, are going to probably have, mm-hmm. um, just because it's going to have uh, more of a, a porous um, texture to it. Uh, so that that's what I would suggest. Yeah, you can get them in half pound bags, five oh, pound bags. You can get bag. little bitty small bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little root pruning. Anything, anything else that you would suggest? Any, anybody? A little sand never hurt anything in them either. <laughs> yeah. George, does that sound manageable for for the mess you got there? <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't do anything to make a bigger mess. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you'll do fine, but that. But I mean, she's got a little pot of this, a little pot of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can't find some kind of box or something and put it all in, so there's only one thing I've got 
<laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna consolidate the plants? Yeah, there's several of them. She's got several different pots for the minimum. All right, well, I got a bunch of horticulturists here. What do y'all say about consolidation? Well, I mean, it, it depends on, um, you know, if one's a cactus, like we were speaking of, and, and one's a house plant, um, and they have different watering requirements. Definitely. So um, you just have to be careful with that. Um, I also think that you have to treasure those precious plants um, and, you know, perhaps even pass them down to other family, um, things of that nature. They've uh, been hanging on. Yeah. They're I mean, really I have a, a my grandmother's cirrus night-blooming cactus, um, and it's a treasure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just uh, 15. Well, she, go ahead. They're, they're 12, 15 years old anyway. Yeah. 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 And, that, and they've never yeah. they've never been repotted. How yeah. about that? Well, Johnny, uh, do, you, do you want to say something? Well, I was just yeah, – um, reiterate what Nelson was saying, just make sure they do have the same water requirements and light requirements. A lot of houseplants have different light requirements as well. Um, and, and with the Christmas cactus adding them in, in order to get the Christmas cactus to, to rebloom, they need a certain amount of darkness um, uh, at certain times. So if you have them in with other houseplants, they may not um, appreciate that so much. So um, that's you know just something to be concerned about if you're doing a mixed container of, of houseplants and make sure they're compatible with each other and, and make sure the pot's big enough to, you know, to support them all. Well, right. George, you can get a wash tub like I use for my salad farm. <laughs> well, that works. I think I've got a, I've got a good wheelbarrow. <laughs> there you go. Get, get some holes in the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. Let it rusts out like an old car. <laughs> I, think, I think it already has, to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, good luck with that, George. Let, let us know what you do with, with those plants. You guys have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Uh, we'll talk to Mike in Clarksville, Virginia, coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 849. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus Eight fifty-three wptf time they're still talking about the the carolina reaper chocolate candy that i gave them from from Asheville last year and how hot it was and these are people who thrive on hot foods and and peppers and things and but th- it really it was really hot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> was it? It was delicious. It was great You've chocolate. You've never been the same. Yeah. It, oh, it that, that shop, it, I don't know if it was called the Asheville Chocolate Shop, or I don't know. I'll have to figure I've it out. I've been in that one before. Yeah. Lots of neat stuff in there. Wow. Melissa got, got several things, but... I saw the I saw the skull and crossbones. I said I have got, I have got to to bring some of this back. I it should have been hermetically sealed or something. I was afraid that that the Burn car would skin off. catch fire <laughs> all the way back or something. Johnny, I, you do you like hot peppers? I, I not real hot. Uh, the, yeah, the ghost peppers are are way hot for us. Yeah, of course we have a um up in Oxford uh, in Granville County. They have a a hot pepper. 
contests every year uh, at the, the Chili. Does anybody survive? Um, well, I think the last couple of times they had the contest, it was like two or three that they just had to finally say it's a tie because uh, they, they both kept eating the peppers. Uh-huh. I guess if you eat enough of them, your mouth's just numb. You, you can't really taste anything. Anyway. How many hospitalizations? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think we've had any hospitalizations. But, uh, well, John, if you think uh, ghost peppers hot, try Carolina Reaper. Yeah, and that's what this candy yeah. had, this chocolate candy. I mean, uh, the chocolate was apparently really good, but it would set you free. Ooh. <laughs> I Let's felt t- like a rocket. <laughs> Let's go up to Virginia and Mike. Mike, you haven't called us in a while. We just I thought you were in a bunker or something up there. <laughs> I, I have it. I know. Well I'm a I'm an avid listener. I listen every weekend, but uh I don't know, I've just been busy uh gardening. Oh, I, I didn't know if you were mad with us. I, you know, oh, you, my goodness, no. I, okay, I, I, well, I'm so glad. How's your wife doing? Oh, she's doing well. Thanks. Yeah. We're, uh, we're isolated at home, trying to go out as, yeah. as least as possible. And, uh, I understand. Support the good. Well, that's fantastic. How's everybody in Clarksville? That's a nice town. You know, I was about 30 minutes from there yesterday in Oxford. Oh really? Yeah, I know. I heard you talk about eating lunch there, and I was thinking about that. I said, "Yeah, you're right." There. And Johnny's right down the road too. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. Johnny's all over the place. <laughs> He's just a man about town. Yeah. So, what's going on in Clarksville this morning? Well, well, I have two questions. Um, the first one has to do with I've come to the realization that I'm a fescue farmer. Oh <laughs> Every wow! Fall, I have to plant a new crop. Yeah, and I think everybody I- is pretty much in line there. Yeah. Do I should I airy? I that's something normally you would do in the fall. You could do yeah. that in late spring for if you have a, a warm season grass. But if you have the fescue, Johnny, is, is that what y'all preach there at the Extension Service? And he mentioned aerating. I, yes, and in, in the fall is what I I say. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, uh, you, you could aerate. Usually, people will aerate, and then they will put their seed down or their right. fertilizer. Uh, helps them to helps them to get better soil to seed contact, and that's what you're after is uh, is seed to soil contact when you're sowing your seeds, and also helps incorporate the fertilizer or, or lime product. But um, you could aerate when you're not um, fertilizing or as well. If you have a real compacted soil, um, you know you could. Uh, you could aerate without putting anything, you know, actually putting any product down to help aerate that soil to help break that heavy, heavy soil up um, a little bit. So, so yeah, it'll get better, better air proportion in, in your uh-huh. in your soil. So, so, uh, so you, you could do it without doing that, but um, uh, you know, most people do it when they do seed and, and put their fertilizer down for uh, for better. <laughs> incorporation of, of both of them <laughs> it helps the it helps the grass grow and you know the grass will will cover up the uh where the you know the holes and and all of that yeah so yeah yeah the plug aerator or the core aerator yeah. core aerator is what you uh otherwise you're just kind of compacting sm- it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so uh yeah what's your other question mike so my other question, I was hoping Ann would be there because they broke one of her rules. Um, Uh-oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> what? You, what well, go ahead and confess, Mike. Yeah. What'd you do? We got, we well, got well, a, let me let me read him his rights first. Then. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a lawyer available. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I might need one. 
So um, I've never bought purchased camellias before, but about a year and a half ago, I was at a big box store and they had camellias for nine ninety nine nine ninety eight. Uh-huh. I thought, you know, but there were they, there were no blooms on them. And I know Anne is a you know her guideline is you don't purchase a plant unless it has blooms on it. They had no blooms, so I bought them, brought them home, and planted them, and they're doing great. The first year, yeah. I maybe. Flowers. Well, I think it, it it just sometimes things get mixed up, and you want to make sure that it the the it's the plant that you really wanted. Sometimes they're not labeled correctly. Uh, yeah. Some plants, uh, spring blooming plants or summer blooming plants, may have supposed to have a fragrance, and they don't. That's been mm-hmm. bred out of them to make the bloom bigger or something. So uh, I I think uh, you'll be forgiven. Oh yeah, that. yeah. That was a very minor misdemeanor. That's right. <laughs> Mike, God love you, man. Thank you for calling, and y'all have a Merry Christmas. You have a Merry Christmas, too. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. We'll try to stay on the air.